Welcome to the Essence of Health Tea Time Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Shayla Toombs-Withers. As a double board certified family and obesity medicine physician with over 12 years of experience in medicine, I teach motivated individuals how to achieve their desired quality of life while preventing and reversing chronic diseases. It's tea time. On today's episode of the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast, I have a special guest, Dr. Carolyn Francavilla. Dr. Francavilla is a board certified physician in family medicine and a diplomat of the American Board of Obesity Medicine. She owns and operates Green Mountain Partners for Health in Colorado Weight Care in Denver, Colorado. Dr. Francavilla is a nationally recognized obesity expert and hosts the podcast, The Francavilla Show on Weight and Health. She serves on the Obesity Medicine Association Board of Trustees and was awarded the Dr. Vernon B. Asler Award for dedicated service and support of OMA in 2017. Dr. Francavilla is an assistant professor at Rocky Vista University and volunteer faculty at the University of Colorado School of Medicine. Dr. Francavilla is passionate about helping people lose weight to treat and prevent medical problems. She has learned that losing weight and keeping it off is complex and not a matter of willpower, but biology, and seeks to help others find healthy long-term solutions to their weight. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today, Dr. Francavilla. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. All righty. So just tell us your story. What led you to pursue the field of obesity medicine? Yeah. So I always felt like a bit of an odd duck in medical school. All my classmates seemed really excited when they saw something really bad happen, a really bad medical problem. And all I could think throughout a lot of med school was like, how do I prevent this? I, I really wanted to prevent all the bad things from happening. And so one of the, uh, you know, most common underlying things I saw was around nutrition and activity and weight. And I really felt like I could make the biggest impact by helping people with those life style changes. Um, and so it wasn't until I was partway through my family medicine residency, I discovered there was actually a whole field of people doing this. So I was thrilled to discover at the time it was called bariatric medicine. Now it's called obesity medicine, but so excited to find that there was a place where I could do this and I could focus on the underlying things, preventing diabetes, preventing heart disease, all the things that could be done before the problem happens. Right. Yeah. And I can certainly relate to that. So funny that our paths are, are so similar, uh, both being, you know, with board certified in family medicine and then picking up that obesity medicine specialty. And for similar reasons, it's just been profound just to see the specialty grow from what we once knew or didn't know even <laughs> about obesity to where we are now and how we're able to make much more of an impact for our patients. And so with that, even in mind as a, a fellow obesity medicine specialist, one common misconception that I have found is that many people often think that we as obesity medicine specialists just tell everybody that they should all go on a diet and that we think everyone should just lose a lot of weight. So can you speak on how you typically address this misconception and how you feel about the condition of obesity since becoming an obesity medicine specialist? Yeah, absolutely. So 
Um, I always tell people there's five components to what I do when I'm treating them with their weight. The first is looking for underlying causes, trying to figure out if there's a reason why that person is struggling, you know, more than someone else. Um, nutrition, of course, is really important, but it's important to all of us. And if changing nutrition alone was enough, then I don't think, you know, so many people would struggle with their weight. So we know it's not enough. Um, exercise also, I feel like is pretty simple. We all should do more of it. It's good for all of our health. We will all live longer and better when we do it. And, uh, you know, when people have lost a lot of weight, exercise becomes even more important to keep it off. So I always tell people that at the first appointment, because like you said, everyone comes in thinking, I'm just going to tell them to eat less and exercise more. And then I always, you know, talk about medications that those are appropriate options and the behavior change. And so really at the end of the day, it's looking at all those components together because, you know, magazines and pop culture will tell people that it's just one thing you have to do when in reality, you know, we all have to be making these healthy choices. And if you're trying to lose weight, you might have to get even more aggressive than, than the people who are just trying to maintain their health. So I always like to start that conversation in my clinic. And I always like to make it really clear that I am doing this for health. So I see people who maybe don't have that much weight to lose, but they have a lot of improvement that can be made in health. And then sometimes I have people where their weight might be pretty high on a BMI chart, but they're really active and their blood work looks great and they feel great. And so maybe weight loss isn't, you know, as essential for that person or, or even necessary. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad you touched on that because, you know, often what we see is this weight bias where we automatically in society think that because a person may appear to be of a larger weight that they're automatically unhealthy. But as you said, and I've seen the same thing where people who appear to be, you know, what society may think is thin or a, a good weight to be, and yet they still have these health conditions uh, too. And so, yeah, there are certain things like you mentioned nutrition as well as exercise. Uh, sleep, stress, all of those things are important for all of us. And so it's not so much that we should just have this bias against people who just appear to, to be larger than they should be. Absolutely. Yeah. And another thing you touched on is about medication management. And it has certainly been a hot topic in the media. You know, we've heard about all of the celebrities getting their semaglutide, losing this tremendous amount of weight. And for the audience, you can actually refer to episode seven of the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast to get some of the background information about the current FDA approved obesity medications and how each one of them works. But Dr. Frankovell, how do you incorporate medication management into the treatment of obesity into your practice? Yeah, you know, it's absolutely one of the components, right? So medication alone is probably not going to improve your health. You should be making some intention towards your nutrition, right? You should be making some choices that are good for your health. You've got to get the sleep, like you mentioned, you've got to get movement in. And so medications are a really important tool, but for many people, it's really hard to lose weight or lose significant weight from those lifestyle things alone. And that's where medications can become so powerful because they interrupt the biology. Our biology really is to gain weight over time. And our body sees it as a really bad sign when we start to lose weight. And so the medications kind of interact with that biology in a way that it decreases our hunger it makes us feel more full and satisfied. And it's much easier to, to eat less food and to make those changes. 
Right. Yeah, for sure. And then something else that happens for a lot of people, if they are able to lose that weight of diet and exercise, but then there's that weight maintenance part of it too. Yes. Um, yeah. Which can still be challenging. And yeah. How do, how do you Yeah. I'll often tell my patients, you know, it's hard enough to lose weight, but it's even harder to keep it off. Right. A lot of the things, you know, the 30 days to flat abs or whatever you see on a magazine cover, those will work for 30 days. Right. So you (laughs) may get some short-term results, but I always like to explain there's two things that happen to most people when they lose weight. The first is called metabolic adaptation, which is that you really start to burn less calories as you lose weight. And it's even more than we would expect. So there's this disproportionate, you start burning even less calories than we'd expect. And then the second thing is this appetite adaptation, which means you are hungry and less full than before you started to lose weight. And so it becomes really, really challenging to keep losing weight on just a diet and with just exercise because our body's fighting it. And so the medications really help fight that so that it's easier to stick to your plan. Right, right. Yeah. And I think that's really been one of the the game changers, even just seeing amongst our physician colleagues, because a lot of even our just fellow colleagues didn't quite understand obesity. I think just with more of this type of science that's coming out, even getting more of them to understand that Ms. Johnson might can go on a diet and lose a few pounds, but her body is still, you know, going to be working against her for those reasons that you mentioned. Yeah, I'm personally very excited that there's so much buzz around medications right now because it's been something I've been advocating for and educating physicians on for like eight years now. And so to see like the whole world finally recognizing that these are tools, even if some of it is is controversy around them, is I think really exciting that people now know these are options. Right, right. Yeah, and you touched on the subject a little bit. But another common misconception about the condition of obesity is that this is a health condition of willpower. And so for many people, they think that for individuals with obesity, it's just as easy as exercising more, eating less, that whole calories in, calories out phenomenon that we learned way back when for these individuals to get to an optimal BMI range. But can you share with us just a little bit more in depth about the physiological changes and why this just may not be true? Yeah, I think the first thing I always try to acknowledge is that hunger is a real sensation. So lately I've been comparing it to having to go pee, right? If you have to go pee at a certain point, you can't think about anything else and you just have to stop what you're doing to use the restroom, right? Like, so, and for some people, maybe even have an accident, right? Depending on uh, what, what your body's like, right? So the urge to eat is often just as biologic. We are designed to eat. We're designed to keep ourselves fueled. And so, you know, it's really not willpower. It's just biology. We really can only do so much to override that hunger. And in fact, When someone has the ability to truly override that, that really becomes an eating disorder at the other end of the spectrum, like anorexia, right? It's unusual for someone to be able to restrict the food they eat that dramatically and completely override those hunger signals. So it was really abnormal to be able to do that. And I think just recognizing that, right? Like this Mm -hmm. is normal biology. We are designed to eat and to at least gain a little weight biologically. It makes sense. Unfortunately, we live in a world where for many of us, it's really easy to eat too much. Willpower can't overcome that biology. Sometimes um, people in the field will compare it to like depression, right? If we just tell someone with depression to think happy thoughts, 
right? right. That, yeah. that doesn't work. That's not how depression right. works, right? Or, you know, if you just told someone with high blood pressure to calm down, right? There's a lot of physiology. It's not all about just controlling your body. Our body does things, you know, out of our control. And I think recognizing that is, is really the first step for both patients and doctors when we talk about treating weight. Yeah. Yeah. So true. And that was a great analogy uh, too. If you're frustrated with your weight, taking more medications than you like to, have been told that you are at risk for the development of a chronic preventable disease, or just are not feeling in the best of health, then I'm talking to you. Why? Because you're tired of fat dieting. You know it's time for a change and you want a sustainable plan to improve your health. If you have found yourself at this place in life, well, I have developed a program that's just for you. It's called The Essence of Health, and it's your prescription for transformation. My goal with this program is to give you the tools needed to create sustainable lifestyle changes within a group coaching setting, along with one-to-one individualized coaching to give you a personalized path to health that's just for you. The benefits are priceless. So join today. Head on over to eohcoaching.com to learn more. The essence of health is in you. And now as a board member of the Obesity Medicine Association, what is one goal that you are working towards achieving in the field of obesity medicine? Yeah, I mean, as an organization, our big goal is really around education. So our organization does lots of education for clinicians, whether that's doctors, nurses, nurse practitioners, dietitians. So we really are the group out there, I think, teaching, educating, creating tools for clinicians to use with their patients. My personal objective is always around advocacy. So working to reduce weight bias and improve coverage for these medications, because even though we have some really wonderful tools, um, they're often not covered by insurance. And that is a huge problem because our patients deserve access to these medications. We've already, you know, as we talked about, this is not about willpower. You can't just diet and exercise these metabolic problems away. And so my, my big passion really is around trying to push to get better coverage for these services for, for people. Yeah, that's awesome and good for you because it definitely is a need and it, and it is, it's unfortunate, you know, that these medications, because they are new, they are thousands of dollars right now. And then a lot of the insurance companies aren't wanting to cover them, and, you know, unless you meet a, a diabetes diagnosis under a lot of them, it's getting harder and harder for coverage. Now I have seen within the internet, <laughs> uh, folks who are frequenting uh, compounding pharmacies for some of the the newer meds. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So, you know, the one that we're often seeing advertised compounded is semaglutide and semaglutide is not available generically as of 2023. It won't be generic for quite some time. So where this quote compounded semaglutide could be coming from or being made is really questionable. There's only one drug company that has the authorization to make this medication right now. So um, I'm very leery of that. I do not recommend it for my patients because we just don't know what the supply source is. We don't know the purity. There's a reason we have our FDA in the United States to regulate medications. I think we've all put a lot of faith in them in the last few years. And I will continue to do so myself and recommend that my patients use FDA approved medications. Yeah. 
Exactly. I, I'm on the same page there. You, you never really know what you may be getting. It's, it's kind of similar to supplements when people just, you know, like to take a lot of these supplements and they say, well, it's, it's a, a herb or a vitamin and it's over the counter. So it must be safe, but that's definitely not true. You know, there are a lot of things that you can buy that definitely may not necessarily be safe. So you folks who are listening, if you are looking at some of the compounded medications to save money, uh, you definitely want to discuss that with your doctor, as well as the pharmacist that you may be getting it from um, to be sure that you're getting something safe there. All righty. Now for our audience listeners who may be seeking obesity treatment for themselves or even a family member, where do you suggest they start with finding appropriate care? Yeah. So you, I think um, a lot of family physicians like us are starting to feel more comfortable. So you could certainly ask your current doctor if this is something they know about, but if they're not comfortable with it, or you want someone with a little more expertise, there's two great databases that have sort of more experts in the field. So we have the ABOM, A-B-O-M, the American Board of Obesity Medicine, and that's the exam that physicians can take to become specialized in this field. And they have a whole list by zip code of who you can see. And then the Obesity Medicine Association also has a data bank of members of the Obesity Medicine Association. So that's going to be a clinician who you know is getting some education through the OMA um, and has dedicated themselves to joining that organization and has a, a passion and a knowledge base in how to treat obesity. Yeah, those are great resources. And now is there anything else particularly that you would just like to share that you, you wish everyone would know about obesity? You know, I think it really comes down to your own personal health. And I really try to emphasize that with my patients. So in some ways, it's great that we've kind of defined obesity as a disease and we're getting more comfortable using that word. But I think for some people, obesity can feel like a really big thing. Like they're like, oh, obesity can sound intimidating or scary or dramatic. And at the end of the day, I tend to use the word weight a lot more and how is weight affecting your health? So, you know, again, you can have someone who only has maybe 10 pounds that, that they could lose, but that weight on their body for whatever reason is really impacting their health. And they have high cholesterol and high blood sugar and high blood pressure, and maybe losing weight would help that person. And you may have someone else who has a much higher BMI, but they are doing everything they need to do in life. Their blood work looks great. They have no issues. And maybe it's actually less important important for that person to lose the 10 pounds. So I always like to bring it back to health. What are your goals? What are your body's needs? How is your body responding? Because different bodies can tolerate different amounts of weight. Yeah, yeah, that's so very important. We are all unique individuals. And that's another reason why a lot of times I've seen in my own practice that people who who start these kind of one size fits all diet plans, why they, you know, they feel so defeated. And it just, well, why doesn't this work? Because we are, we, we are unique individuals and what may work or one person need may not necessarily work for you or you need, which is why it's helpful to have folks like Dr. Frank Avila, who's a specialist in this and myself, who are able to help. So uh, Dr. Francovilla, thank you so much for being on the podcast. How can my audience connect with you more? Yeah, I have a podcast that's dedicated entirely to health and weight, and that's the Dr. Francovilla show. And then on Instagram, I'm Dr. Francovilla, Twitter, Dr. Francovilla, and Facebook. So find me any of those places and I'd love to connect. All righty. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today on the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast. Click the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform 
so that you never miss a moment of the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast. Check out the show notes to obtain your free tips for healthy living guide to get you started on your health and wellness path. Follow me on social media at Essence of Health Wellness Clinic on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and at dr.tw at eohwc on TikTok. Interested in becoming a member of the Essence of Health Coaching Program? Well, head on over to www.eohcoaching.com. The Essence of Health is in you.